Hello and welcome to Real Time Strategy, a podcast all about the gaming industry. I'm one of your host, Sam Mosher, joined once again by my co-host, Caitlin Redwing. How are you doing today? I'm good. I We were talking about it earlier, but it is a busy week for a September week. Um, so I'm looking forward to taking it slow and chatting with you a little bit. Yeah, that's the nice part about doing the podcast. You know, while it's still a part of work, it is like a moment for us to kind of step back um, from our inboxes. For yeah, a I was going to say, it gives me an hour to not look at Slack or my emails. <laughs> I can chill out, let my brain just run wild. Caitlin, you mentioned it is September. It is our birthday month. Yes. Uh, I was like, so I feel like it is only right that we do our first ever solo pod. Isn't this the first <gasps> one where it's just you and I? Oh my God. It, yes, it is. Wow, Virgo superstars. In the in the words of Beyonce. <laughs> Caitlin, if you have any wish for the listeners, or like if the listeners were to do anything to celebrate your birthday, what would it be? Oh my god. That's what a heavy question. <laughs> um I should have it. Um go sacrifice like a chicken for nintendo to <laughs> announce twilight, twilight princess, princess. <laughs> maybe a fake chicken i'm sorry don't don't call Peta on me <laughs> it's funny since our last recording um we have had a nintendo direct i know we were kind of talking about that with nick two episodes ago we talked that a bit with wes uh tears of the kingdom is real it is the title it is no longer the sequel to breath of the wild or breath of the wild 2 we have a real name for it and caitlin how much are you buying into these fan theories that this is somehow tied into the world or lore of twilight princess have we really not had an episode since that nintendo direct it felt like ages but that was only last week oh my it was (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) I am looking something up frantically because I am drawing a blank on a thing that I <laughs> Time wanted. is moving slowly. Um, I 100% I'm like totally buying into it because as soon as as soon as that trailer started and I didn't know it was Four Tears of the Kingdom, the mural that it started on and like panned up reminded me of Twilight Princess and I was losing my mind for a second because I thought that's what it was and I was like are they like like, I don't remember this in Twilight Princess, but the art style of the mural looked like it. Um, but alas, it was not. However, the the green that they use in the logo, like the, the circle, like the dragon mm-hmm. thing that's in the background where it's like the mouth is eating the tail and yeah, a cycle. That green reminds me of Twilight Princess. It's the same green, like, Link's sword is corrupted, or his arm, and, like, it's very Twilight Princessy. Mm-hmm. The, um, you know, that the cover art image, it looks like he has yes. the, um, is it the Vial of Tears? Yes. That, yes. From, oh gosh, it's been in Twilight Princess. I think it was in Skyward Sword. Um, the Tears of Light was from Twilight Princess. It might also be called Vial of Tears. But it looked like that. And I was like, that's from Twilight Princess. Like, why does he have that on his, like, hip? I I don't know. 
some people were like, it looks like shotgun shells. And I was like, well, it's <laughs> Zelda, and I don't really think it's shotgun shells. It'd be wild if, like, because every villain, or the villain of every Zelda game pretty much is Ganon slash Ganondorf. It'd be mm-hmm. wild if they brought Zant back from Twilight <gasps> Princess. Yes. Prince of the Twilight Realm. I I need it so bad. I want to play as, like, what if we got to play as Ganondorf? Mm-hmm. Or, like, he's... I just don't that's want a, him to be the villain. That's a big for fan once. theory going around. I don't know what it is about this trend of huge sequels. I think maybe Last of Us Part Two corrupted everyone's brains of everyone expecting these big sequels to have like a monumentous twist hiding within it. People are saying that about Ragnarok. People are like, "Oh, what if you play as Ganon or Zelda for Tears of the Kingdom?" I'm all for it. I just find it to be amusing. I didn't make that connection at all because I'm also one of the people who I'm like, there's <laughs> something massive is going to happen in God of War Ragnarok. And it, something massive did happen in The Last of Us 2. But The Last of Us 2 felt kind of like a finale. And I almost want to say the way they are framing God of War Ragnarok feels that way as well. And because of like The Legend of Zelda... Tears of the Kingdom, just the image of the dragon, like, eating its own tail, like, that is an image that has been used in history over and over again about, like, the beginning is the end, the end is the beginning. Mm. It is, we know that Zelda is this, like, cycle of suffering, almost, of just Hyrule continuously being in turmoil, and Link and Zelda are reincarnated almost in all of these different worlds. We don't know, like, I, I we don't know how tightly connected these worlds are. Like, I, almost like a multiverse of Links and Zeldas. Yeah. But that's what Skyward Sword kind of alluded to, because that was like the beginning of of the timeline for Zelda. I have a feeling that this is the end of that timeline. Oh, you're getting me. That, yeah. that just gave me chills, Caitlin. Because you're right. A Breath of the Wild is technically the furthest. It's like technically the conjoining point of all the, the Zelda timeline. So like, and this is the sequel to that. So right. this really is the, oh. And they just released the Skyward Sword on the Switch not too long ago. So like, why mm-hmm. did they choose that title before the Breath of the Wild 2? Like, it's because that lore is very important, I think, to what this is going to be. I don't know. I just, something is prickling in my brain that this is going to be huge and maybe the the end of the timeline that we know it. I don't want to say it's the end of Zelda because it's a moneymaker and Nintendo would not, not do that. But maybe it's the end of like big Zelda games for a little bit before it, maybe they change the formula. I think that is a very reasonable prediction. Um, we are in this interesting age of like, I'm cool with like kind of the the, the end of video game trilogies for a while, especially because mm-hmm. games take so long. Uh, you know, Last of Us potentially just being a two-parter. Uh, San- Santa Monica, Sony Santa Monica developers of God of War confirmed that Ragnarok is the end of the Norse saga. So whether yes. that means we'll get another God of War game or this is like the end of the Kratos and Atreus story, I don't know, but they said as much. They're like, video games take a long time, and we don't want to spend what would 
probably like six years per game. Like we don't want to spend 18 years making three games in the same setting. So I kind of like this idea of the one-two punch in these like big epic video game stories. Well, I yeah, I agree with you. And I was going to say for like the God of War franchise, I feel like there's kind of been this um, saturation of Norse mythology that games. That is also true. Yeah. And that maybe that's why they're like, okay, are people really going to want another God of War game or do they want something from us that's like a little bit different? Maybe it's tied into it. Like it's the same world, but not maybe not Norse mythology or it's just not Kratos and Atreus. Give us Egyptian mythology. I want to fight Ra. Oh, I like that. (laughs) Well, there you have it, folks. For all your God of War and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, theorizing, keep it tuned to real-time strategy. And Caitlin, maybe the reason that Direct feels so long ago is because so much game news has happened (laughs) in the less than two weeks since. I'm I'm actually going to look up what day... Was that direct? There's no way it was actually last week. I believe it was it the was, 13th. It was the 13th. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We had a state of play that day where we got, a, a speaking of God of War Ragnarok, an excellent looking story trailer. Uh-huh. That game's looking very fine. I, I My hype levels increased tenfold um, after that. Cannot wait for November. Last but not least, Caitlin, the, the 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 thing in the gaming echo chamber that we are dancing around, our topic of this week, the thing that has made this week's news cycle feel so long, is that GTA 6 leaked over the weekend. Oh, <laughs> the way my heart dropped when I saw that over the weekend. One, I saw GTA 6 was trending. I was, let's paint the picture. It's like, was it yeah, Sunday? Was say, where, where were you? <laughs> it was Sunday. I am at a bar and out, I'm sitting on a on a deck at a bar watching Sunday football, just, you know, having a good time. I got a little notification on my phone, like a Twitter notification of like big things happening. I saw GTA six and I was like, yeah, well they're not announcing anything on a weekend. So this is just nothing. So I didn't open it for a while. And then I opened it like a few hours later and I was like, holy cow. And I saw 90 videos of GTA six was leaked. And then I got sucked into my phone and was reading all this stuff. And I just, yeah, my my heart f- hurt for the devs and everyone working at Rockstar because that is a huge leak and it's not a fun one. No, it is not a fun one. So a quick recap for those who are somehow missed it or at least only know the basic details. Let's dig into a bit of what happened on Sunday, September 18th, a hacker named teapot uber hacker posted about 50 minutes or 90 separate kind of assets of in development footage from grand theft auto 6 that's what we're going to call it uh, in the official statement which we'll get to from rockstar they refer to it as the next grand theft auto which is interesting maybe that you know steven Tatilla pointed out does that mean this has a different title or do they just want to call it gta 6 when it's officially revealed we will see but for the sake of this conversation i'm going to call it gta 6 This hacker posted 50 minutes of footage to GTAforums.com. The hacker stole the assets from Rockstar's Slack network and claimed to also obtain the source code for Grand Theft Auto V and the in-development 6. The hacker posted on GTA forums that they were looking to negotiate a deal with Rockstar to return the unreleased data. They threatened to leak more data soon and also claimed responsibility for Uber's Slack data breach on Friday, just earlier that weekend. 
According to Forbes, this is a follow-up later this week, the hacker gained access to Rockstar Slack, not through hacking, you know, or, you know, the kind of traditional means you see on popular television. Uh, No, it was through social engineering. Uh, The hacker reportedly posed as an IT staff member and convinced an employee to share their login information. Uh, What was leaked in said 50 minutes of footage, they showed animation tests, level layouts, and a robbery mission confirming prior reports that GTA 6 will feature a female protagonist and take place in the Miami-inspired Vice City. So that was the weekend. Uh, We didn't get Rockstar's response until Monday. Uh, Caitlin, were you able... We don't need to talk about the leak, because obviously, like, or I should say the content of it, because obviously, you know, the devs didn't intend for it to get out there. Uh, mm-hmm. But did you happen to see any of it? Because, um, of course, Take-Two has followed up with DMCA takedowns, removing it from uh, YouTube and stuff. It's very hard to find now. Yeah, I I saw the clip of the heist uh, with the female protagonist. That was all I saw. And then I probably could have seen other things, but I just didn't want to look at it um i don't i i'm normally not interested in leaks i normally don't look at it um even if it's games that i'm like feel like meh about i just i think it is um what's the word that i want to look for it's just i don't know it always feels like a bummer i would rather wait and see footage or an announcement of a game when the team feels that it is ready because I don't know. Why do you want to look at leaked footage, especially for an unfinished game that's not going to look polished? I I would rather just wait. But what about you? Did you see any of the footage or images that were leaked? I saw the same thing you did. And there's like, we'll get to kind of the discourse around the reaction to the footage and everything because um, there there is... A surprising, but maybe that is my own bubble speaking, uh, like, for lack of a better term, backlash around the footage of people saying that, like, oh, GTA 6 looks bad or, right. or unpolished, where I'm like, this is what a game in development looks like. <laughs> Who knew that a game doesn't just, like, I don't know, come out the oven perfect. I don't know. Who was expecting a perfectly polished game? Yeah. it's And... So I think for me, I'm interested in this podcast, kind of dig into other, like the history of video game leaks, other notable examples, but there's very few examples where I'm ever actually wanting to dig into any of those materials. Mm-hmm. Cause either a, in the case of this, it's like, this game is likely, this, this is just my own speculation, probably two years out at uh-huh. least. Um, and so like, I, I don't know what I'm going to get from this. I'm not going to get any story details, nor would I, in the case of like looking at another example, like Last of Us Part Two. even when it is a near-finished game leaking, I especially don't want to know the story then. No. I, <laughs> thankfully, before that la- The Last of Us 2 leak came out, because I loved The Last of Us 1. Like, I had taken time off for The Last of Us 2. I was doing a spoiler cast. I had plans for that game. So I was like, I am going to mute all of the words associated with it on Twitter and not click on any tweet that I saw that like talked about it. Um, honestly, I feel like I like almost went dark on Twitter during this period because I just didn't want to risk it. So I didn't actually see the leaks. Um, I heard that there were leaks, but I, I was safe and got very lucky and didn't actually know what those were. Yeah. 
a lot of discussion around the GTA 6 leak has kind of, I think the other point of comparison is the Last of Us 2 leak. For those unfamiliar with that situation, in 2020, uh, right kind of in the thrust of like the beginning of like work from home, mm-hmm. quarantine uh, kind of age, this is April uh, 2020, uh, after the game had something I kind of forgot about, it had been indefinitely delayed. Um, it, so it, this was in that weird window, late April, early May, uh, footage of the game started circling around the internet. Bas- I mean, it, it was finished cutscenes. Basically, the whole game story was out there if you wanted to find it. And it's funny what two years will do to your memory. In my mind, it leaked like two weeks before the game came out. Yeah. It was almost like two months before the game um, came out. So I, too... It makes me even more happy in retrospect that, like you, I somehow didn't have it spoiled for me. Um, but that was such a bummer. Just like, I mean, not that the GTA 6 leak is any less of a bummer, but um, yeah, like just imagine for the devs having all their hard work. And no matter what point in the finish line you are, whether you're GTA and you still have two to three years of development left or your game's out in two months, like having that leak out to the public has have to be such a bummer. Especially, I, okay, it it's apples to oranges, but with. And for the GTA leak to have unfinished content leaked, and then you have all of the these like annoying gamers on the internet complaining about how gross it looks. That's just one frustrating because you can't really you can't talk about it back to them. But two, it's just like it's childish for those kinds of reactions. I remember, uh, or not remember, but I took some notes for this podcast just I was going through our outline and I was like what do I want to say and all I said about people who like complained about the leaks I was like go touch some grass (laughs) I was like that's literally all I have to say get off the internet and your computer go touch some grass and take a breath so before we get to the rocks are responsible I think now's a good time to bring up an interesting conversation that has emerged from this leak um one kind of spoke from this that you know i'll start with is an article from kotaku titled uh this is what a video game in development looks like it was written by luke plunkett and the uh banner image of the story is a screenshot from the leak of of gta 6 it's got like kind of some debug kind of things on it it has that you know classic kind of like in-dev text where it's like you know explaining a bunch of like markers that make no sense to like us who are, don't have, you know, intimate knowledge with Rockstar's engine. Um, but the long and short, I'll, I'll read some from the article. I think it is an interesting read. Um, so the leak, of course, is remarkable because of the scale of it. This is one of the biggest video game stories on the planet. Rockstar is notoriously secretive, and to any to get any kind of credible leak out of a Rockstar game development studio is rare. To get footage like this is unprecedented. Yet it's also normal because this is what a video game in development looks like. It's supposed to be rough because it's not finished. Comparing the game to this footage, comparing the game in this footage to the finished product, it's like judging a pizza while you're still sprinkling the cheese on top, (laughs) or a house wherein the only thing standing is the frame and some windows. Every game you've ever played like has looked like this, including the aforementioned leak, Lasso's Part 2. If it had leaked two years earlier, it would have looked like this, or whether it's The Witcher 3 or even GTA 5. So... Video games are no different um, than, you know, other forms of media. They start on the back of napkins and years later end up as something really cool. It's just rare for us to see the work in progress. Um, So I'm reading from the end here of the Kotaku article again. 
I will always advocate for increased transparency from developers and publishers because I don't want to sit here and argue that developers should always be this transparent. This is a colossal leak obtained through likely criminal means. As we know now, uh, update, the FBI is investigating this. Uh, this is a criminal investigation. Um, but continuing. And so much of the footage uploaded is lacking the context required to make it genuinely useful as a behind-the-scenes look at Grand Theft Auto 6. If I was working on a game and stuff got spilled out of the open like this with no way to frame it, I'd be pissed too. What I do want to say is I hope this leak can be at least be instructional instead of being simply sensational. That while the circumstances have been pretty, uh, pardon my language I'm reading from the article, have been pretty shitty for the team involved in this particular instance, as part of a wider conversation on secrecy and transparency, I hope this can be an important marker to show that you know what, most of us are sensible enough to realize this is how games get made. Um, yeah, I, Caitlin, do you think there will be any sort of learning from this? Or this will be the reaction to any other sort of in-development games that come? <sighs> no, I think I think people are always just going to respond this way. I, it's hard to change people's mindsets, and especially in how they react on the internet. I mean, we know about keyboard warriors, and people have knee-jerk reactions. And when you're behind a screen, it's just so easy to write anything and everything and forget that there are people on the other side who are working really hard on these games and see your comments and it can also affect like a game's development i mean i'm not going to say that's what's going to happen for gta 6 because gta 5 was so successful but if this was um a smaller title or maybe it's a studio like if rockstar was trying something brand new and their game, their unfinished game got leaked and there was all of these very negative responses because they're obviously not seeing the game as they should be. I don't know, you could have shareholders and a board of directors who then decide to cancel that game and pivot because people responded negatively when, I don't know, are they responding negatively to the right things or the wrong things? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because the like uh, even GamesIndustry.biz when they in their newsletter on Monday they included of course a summary of the leak and they also just kind of uh, cutely linked it to an EA interview that they also published this week um, about their you know new increased focus on transparency. Let me find the exact title of this article. So also published on Monday was an article, which I would recommend reading, uh, titled uh, How EA is Transforming the Way It Makes Video Games. Uh, it's an interview with group GM Samantha Ryan on EA's efforts to be more transparent and more open to what its developers want to create. Uh, kind of the driving force of this uh, story is the aforementioned Dead Space remake, which has had a lot of streams and dev diaries about like, hey, this is you know, what the gameplay looks like, but we're still finishing the textures, or or here's what the audio looks like, but we're still finishing the visuals. Uh, and then, you know, even less finished than that, uh, Skate, the remake of the, or the reboot, I should say, of the popular skating franchise, uh, that team is showing that game in, like, gray box animation uh, videos. They're showing it super early because they want to, like, make sure fans know that, like, hey, like, we take the physics of this very seriously mm -hmm. um and i think that sort of transparency is valuable because there's like you know as, as 
PR people, you know this very clearly, like there's a messaging and an objective behind putting those out. It's like reassuring fans in the case of Dead Space, like we really care about what was done right in the original. And that's kind of the same thing with Skate. Like, hey, we know why you love this franchise. Like, we're look how much work we're putting into the reboot. Um, there's no like, as Luke points out in the story, transparency is good, but like, this GTA six thing is not an example of that because like it makes no sense. There's no curation to it. People just like digging into the 90 minutes of footage or 50 minutes of footage are going to be like, what does this mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I'm trying to decide where I stand on the full transparency thing because it's like, I feel like that's one of those, oh, it's nice to have insights and transparency into a studio and what they're making. But is that like just trying to appease the masses? Like, do they really need to do that? Do we actually need that? Do I do I want to know about a game that a studio is making that probably won't, won't be ready for five years? Or is it better if I'm just like in the dark and when they're ready to talk about it and it's like close to launch, then that's when I see it. I feel like I'm just going to see a bunch of titles, forget about it, and then years later be like, oh, "Don't didn't I see this like or hear about this like a long time ago? What happened to it?" That's an interesting point. I I hadn't even thought about that whether these kind of examples of transparency and whether we start to see more kind of early dev footage as part of the marketing rollout is a symptom of this trend of games being announced really early. Uh, to get ahead of leaks and to reassure fans that, like, you know, that's why Skate got announced is because fans had been demanding it. Like, if you had tuned into any EA play for decade, like, oh, basically a decade, the chat would just be Skate, 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 right. Skate. So they finally said, hey, we're making one. Um, but if they were to do that and wait until it was ready, we probably wouldn't see the game again for three to four years. So instead, you, you, that's interesting that they're kind of filling in the marketing timeline with you know, they're making it as valuable as possible to fans, but that this is kind of the solution to that problem. I wonder, though. Okay, so it's like a solution to a bunch of people bugging them about the gamescape. So what's the business decision like behind that? Why is it beneficial? And this is just my own theory that maybe they want to deter any other studio from making a skate game so mm. that if a skate game came out between the time that they early leaked it or talked about it to the time that that game is ready there might be another studio that fully makes and releases a skate game and then if their skate game is like ready to launch a year after that other game they're going to do more poorly so if they announce it super early and people already know and loved skate now they're going to wait longer for ea's game than buy this other company's game that's kind of like a skate knockoff or just kind of reminds them of skate instead of buying both games they're probably only going to buy one so it's probably more beneficial for ea to talk about that early that's interesting i hadn't considered that and that makes a lot of sense for especially kind of a a very hardcore but still to a degree niche uh genre of video games where you're not you're not seeing four skating games come out a year and the way you see four shooters come out a year like ideally the marketplace supports one really good one at a well, time we've so. had we've had bird skate we have mm-hmm. um which is different you're a bird um 
Oh, what's the game that you I'm had, playing right now? You had the Tony's Tony Hawk's One Plus Two remake. I think the year before Skatebird, and then um, Session. The recession. Yes. There's one more too, but you're right. Like it is kind of this like flag staking moment of like, hey, like we're coming back. Like all the copycats oh, yeah. should stop. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. We're. This is like small little plug recommendation for a game that has skating in it, Roller Drome, oh, which came yes. out on August 16th. I love it. What a, it's got a unique like art style. It's set in a dystopian future where players like I think it's to pay off debt. If I remember, that's what was going on Mm -hmm. where you compete in you've got roller skates on and you're doing tricks, but you also have guns and you're fighting against other people and you're going through this like competition and to earn money to pay off debt. The debt part might have been me making that up. I can't actually remember if that was part of the story. Uh, players can su- uh, assume control of Kara Hassan, a participant in a deadly sport named Rollerdrome, in which they must perform roller skating tricks. Uh, oh, this is just the gameplay. I'm looking yeah. for the story. You're here to clear clear your debt. Um, okay, there you go. Okay, I I didn't imagine that. <laughs> yeah, the year is 2030. We're living in a future dreamt up from the 1970s. Yeah, large computer desks take up office space with tiny little monitors built into the desk with thousands of buttons of all different colors. The world around you is changing drastically and not for the better. Uh, Yeah, you're not here to become a celebrity or to try to change the world. You're here to clear your debt. And the way you've chosen to do that is roller drum. Hmm. And it takes like, it's 2030. So it's like not that far in the future to where we are now. And it's honestly like, not that crazy to think that that's a thing that can happen and actually happens in ways today that's a pretty fun like uh beyond thunderdome kind of like twist on like uh you know some societal commentary kind of like a you know a squid game like you know death for money Mm -hmm. um and the so I actually Rollerdrome is in my Steam library. I bought it on sale. I cannot wait to play it. I'm uh, thank you for the recommendation. That will make me bump it a lot higher on my list. Another one from this same developer. They're making quite the little game of the year run. A uh, Roll Seven. Speaking of skating games, they released a Ali Ali World, <gasps> the third game in the side-scrolling. Sk- uh, you know, you know, unlike kind of Skatebird and Session, which are three D kind of skate likes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ali Ali Worlds kind of got some platforming to its skating. Um, but yeah, two great games from the, the studio s- in one year. I can't believe that's the same studio. Right? I didn't think about that. I wanted to play Ali Ali World and I, I just hadn't picked it up yet. You know what? I'm adding it to my list to play on the Steam Deck. I'm assuming oh. it's probably, it Oh, probably you're works. getting a Steam Deck. Yes. I got my email on Monday. All right. Adding to our list of episode ideas, the Caitlin reviews the Steam Deck <gasps> episode. I will. I'm so excited. I already bought a dbrand skin for it, which will probably nice. sh- show up before my Steam Deck. I haven't checked my email today to see if it's shipped, <laughs> but I'm going to go look right now. And it probably <laughs> didn't because I wouldn't be that lucky. No, no. Two emails from Steam. Neither of them are shipping notifications. <laughs> Damn, Just it's letting close, me know though. that a game is available. <laughs> You can almost feel that that big old piece of hardware in your hands. Oh, I've so I've excited. had a, I have a friend who has one. Uh, it made me very jealous. It 
you say what you will. I know a lot of people made fun of the stick placement, and but it feels good. It feels good to hold. The the stick placement on the right side that it's at the top. Mm-hmm. That's like that's where it should be. They should be even. They should yeah. not be uneven. So then I have get hand cramps. Yes. Oh my gosh, that is that is how the hand cramps start. Yeah, I've got. I'm like <laughs> looking deformed with my hands. <laughs> That's probably going to be a problem for doctors in the future. We're all going to show up like our pinkies are going to have problems because we hold our phones on them. Oh, like, you yeah. know how you hold your phone in like sometimes it'll hurt. And I'm like, oh, my God, how long have I been holding my phone? You call it gamer hands. Yeah, gamer I, hand syndrome. Gamer <laughs> hands and TikTok hands. <laughs> well, uh, that's if, if we titled our episodes amusingly, this episode would be called gamer hand syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of we should have like alternative titles <laughs> like the real title and then the alternative one is like in parentheses mm-hmm. gamer hand syndrome gamer hand syndrome <laughs> to close the loop on the transparency conversation let's look at Rockstar's response and that kind of brings in the last thread here of the response to the GTA leaks. So on Monday, Rockstar tweeted, we recently suffered a network intrusion in which an unauthorized third party illegally accessed and download confidential information from our systems, including in uh, early development footage from the next Grand Theft Auto. At this time, we do not anticipate any disruption to our live service games, nor any long-term development on the de- long-term effect on the development of our ongoing projects. We're extremely disappointed to have any details of our next game shared with you in this way. Our work on the next GTA game will continue as planned, and we remain as committed as ever to delivering an experience to you, our players, that truly exceeds your expectations. We will update everyone again soon, and of course, we'll properly introduce you to this game when it is ready. We want to thank everyone for their ongoing support through this situation, the Rockstar Games team. So following that response, we also had stories from Inverse and Polygon. The Polygon one is headlined, the GTA 6 leak is not a victory for transparency. So similar to kind of like Luke's take of like, yeah, transparency is good, but it doesn't make any sense in this context. Similarly, Polygon wrote, you know, this sort of transparency, this is not good for it. Uh, And their main argument was taking a look at what this potentially means for work from home. And kind of this speculation that all this information that was gathered from Slack, uh, which the hacker, you know, how they gained access to all that, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be on Slack if the Rockstar employees weren't working from home. Inverse published a very similar argument. Jason Schreier was tweeting about it. Of course, this is going to be speculation at this point that we're all theorizing about it. But Caitlin, as two people that work from home and handle sensitive information... I think whether in an office or work from home, like we are always susceptible to security breaches. It's just about the measures we take to protect ourselves. Would you agree or disagree? I agree. I think the biggest problem we have with cybersecurity is not the processes we have in place. It's just human error. I think we're just a continuous cybersecurity training on like, what is the, there's phishing, yeah, mm-hmm. like make sure you're not opening emails that if it looks weird, like funny to you, if the subject line looks funny, if the person, you just don't know who they are, I don't know. Maybe don't open it, send it to like IT or whatever and be like, yo, check this out. Don't click on any random links unless you know that this is like a trusted person and you know what it is you're clicking on. Um, 
because yeah, I don't want it to negatively affect work from home because I think work from home has the benefits outweigh the the cons and stresses of working from home, um, especially for like game devs. I just, I think it helps a lot with um, work-life balance and eliminating crunch and just, I don't know, a healthier lifestyle. And we know about a lot of the problems the game industry has had over the years, especially if you are not a white cis male. Working from home kind of helps with those um, I, problems. I just, yeah. There are less opportunities for you to be targeted and harassed or negatively affected in any way. And you shouldn't be, regardless if you're working from home or not. I just think it helps in that regard. Yeah, to, I mean, even talk about the subject at hand, like Rockstar, uh, you know, during the Red Dead Redemption 2 rollout, um, you know, as much praise as that game got and deserved, uh, you know, the work the devs put into that game was on another level that I, I think to some degree is still unmatched. Um, but it came at the cost of 100-hour work weeks and, uh, you know, a, an exhausting work culture that is not sustainable and... Uh, you know, just earlier this year, kind of how we learned in the first place that this game, A, was going to have a male and female uh, dual protagonists, and B, take place in Vice City, was a story that was more focused on how Rockstar has improved its work culture since then, that mm -hmm. um, they're giving their devs more time, and they're not in as much of a rush, and the, you know, producers in place are more focused on, you know, n making sure that people are following the you know the order of operations and not letting things get out of hand you can read more of that but from bloomberg from the aforementioned jason schreier um but yeah and part of that is you know the work from home flexibility that is in place and so it's like caitlin said like human error is is the the great is the weakest link in the chain here um you know that's what happened here somebody thought an IT pro was hitting them up to get into Slack and it was a, you know, a poser. Um, so even if you think somebody from IT is messaging you and it looks weird or, you know, something's up, message another person from IT and be like, hey, did you do this? <laughs> if you get a message saying that you changed your password and you didn't, uh, something's up, you know, don't, don't just assume, you know, go to the, go to the experts and figure it out there. Yeah trying to think we we've covered a lot caitlin there was any other parts of the gta leak you want to dissect pull at not the gta one i think we did i think we've covered our basis there do you want to talk about the other big leak this week yeah <laughs> another person who i want to tell to just go touch some grass and get off their computer <laughs> this comes from tom phillips at eurogamer headline reads youtuber slips up reveals he was behind inside our twitter account which leaked ubisoft details and more youtuber dan allen has apologized after it became apparent he was behind a twitter account which had recently leaked details of ubisoft's forward presentation alongside other industry details Allen recently gathered some online clout around the fact he had posted under the alias The Real Insider details of the various AC games Ubisoft was set to announce during its event last week. How did Allen know these details? He had been pre-briefed by Ubisoft itself on the contents of its uh, presentation under embargo, which he then promptly ignored and wrote it honestly about <laughs> on the internet. 
That facade of anonymity slipped last night, however, when Allen appeared to respond to a follower from the wrong account, replying to a question sent to the real insider on Twitter using his personal handle instead. Uh, then Jason Schreier started to, you know, we're, we're name dropping him a lot. He was doing the salute even for this while he's on leave right now. Uh, he was like, oh, insider post this. Two hours later at embargo, Dan's posting about that same game. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, Caitlin, as PR people who wheel and deal a lot in embargoes, I think we got a lot of uh, interest in the story. We did. It's not even the embargo. It's the fact that I think he was under NDA was what. Yes. That, that is, is what surprised me is that like an embargo. I, I feel like you don't get. Now I'm trying to figure out how to how do I want to word this. Um, normally an embargo when is someone, like a friendship agreement. It like, is. And yeah. I was going to say normally when someone breaks an embargo, it's not purposeful. It's normally like just an an accident it was a mistake they got their times wrong the dates wrong it's yeah it's kind of just like a handshake agreement like yeah i won't talk about this until this date um we rarely often do ndas but i know when we do it really is for something like huge um they're really trying to be tight-lipped about it a lot of times it does revolve around events like the ubisoft event um and for a, an, an influencer creator to break an NDA, a legally binding contract, to post on a burner Twitter account for what? Uh, some power trip clout? Just to feel like he can? I It's ridiculous. I don't understand it. How can you be a creator in this industry and have just zero respect for game developers? To the point where, like, you're just going to leak their stuff. You're also shooting yourself in the foot at this point because you had the jump on the news already to be able to talk about it as soon as that news goes live and you're undermining your own coverage. Yeah, it's it's kind of confounding because, like, there there's a, there's a world where, like, you know, this YouTuber is, like, night lighting as, like this anonymous youtuber and like like getting some sort of ad revenue from like making videos about like you know insider info but he's just tweeting about it like right. the real insider yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> it's just yeah i mean I'm, I'm glad we got to the bottom of it that you know like there is always kind of speculation about like who these kind of anonymous like people are on the internet so it's funny when you just find out oh it's just somebody who did know the information ahead of time and like you said shot themselves in the foot right normally i'm like ah oh, maybe it's some disgruntled like employee or i don't know and they're just leaking it to whomever but i guess it doesn't make sense because it's like well how do you know who this leaker is like I feel like it's really hard. If I wanted to leak something, I don't even know how I would do it. Like, how does one contact Tom Henderson on Twitter? I don't know. Is Tom Henderson a, even a one person? Is it multiple people? Is it another content creator who just knows things and, I don't know, wants to ruin the surprise for, I, I don't get it. I don't understand the purpose of it. I don't know why you want to spoil things especially anonymously what are you getting from it yeah if i've learned anything from especially the world of games press games news games media uh you know in in my time in the industry thus far it's like 
relationships are everything and uh, there's no quicker way to burn all of those bridges at once than what this guy did yeah i i haven't gone to check his follower count on youtube but i am curious <laughs> like d- did it affect his actual followers over on there or just his relationships 189,000 followers his i'm sorry video is 44,000 <laughs> i don't need YouTube i don't I'm yeah, sorry video yeah i don't even need to watch it and you'll word for word what that video says <sighs> hey guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's me <laughs> Uh, Caitlin, before we wrap up on leaks, are there any other examples or, you know, like ones you want to pull from other leaks you want to talk about? I find, you know, kind of returning to the very beginning of this is like how I wasn't even interested in either the Last of Us one or the GTA one. Because the, the the final pin I want to put on GTA 6 is this is, as Neil Druckmann very nicely put on, I believe, Twitter following this, is this yeah. will be a footnote on the GTA 6 Wikipedia page. This game will go on to likely sell hundreds of millions of copies by, you know, the over the lifetime of it. And no one will remember that we saw, or very few people actually playing the game will ever remember that it leaked. Um, and it's probably why I don't care, because I know I will play this game eventually. Right. The only leaks I do care about is like, oh, there was a, a Darth Maul game that was going to come out on the Wii. And it never came out. Those are, and that's not even a leak. That's like that makes that would make me so upset. Don't even, that, don't even. No, that's put a real that game. Fu- no, it's not. Yes, it. I well, not. Are it's not real. Me? It's it's canceled. But that was the thing that existed. They were gonna make a Darth Maul game. Yeah. Oh God, I love so, Darth Maul. <laughs> So for the sake of, like, video game history, that's why I'm glad, like, YouTube channels like Did You Know Gaming exist. That, like, or, um, oh, Un- Unseen 64, um, okay. which is a catalog of beta, canceled, and unseen video games. It's, like, when we're 5, 10, 20 years after the fact and these games are never going to be released and it's work that people put in that, like, might not ever get recognized, that's when I find this in development gray box low poly footage okay. fascinating um and valuable um but th- th- exactly like a darth maul game <laughs> i'm upset <laughs> <laughs> i i didn't play jedi fallen order on the pc but i saw the mods of people who were modding the protagonist to be um one of the uh in uh Aha, what are they called? <laughs> the uh, in- starts with an I. Inquisitors. Inquisitors. Thank you. Where they had modded him to be an inquisitor, and I saw those mods, and I was like, "That is so cool." I was like, "I would play a whole game playing as an inquisitor. That would be so much fun." And to think that we could have had a mall game, I'm heartbroken. I know. It would have been great. Mall. He's he's waiting his due. I feel like they like they were going to give him his live action spotlight again if Solo had become like a mini franchise, but that's never going to happen. I know. We'll see. We'll see. He has I think the greatest character arc of all the Star Wars characters. That's true. I I don't need more. What we got from Clone Wars and Rebels is great. That's true. Yeah. I would say I don't need more. It just would be fun. It would be fun to see his time um as the apprentice mm-hmm. early yeah. early mom. oh that'd be cool i'd be into that yeah 
Caitlin, before we close out, would you mind indulging me and going through a history of interesting? This is gonna be—I'll make this quick, but a history of some leaks that have stayed with me through my gaming years. Yes, I will. And I want to make this valuable for the listeners because I'm gonna name how they leaked. So just like remember where your vulnerabilities are. So I'm gonna start with a game I was very invested in uh, coming out in my years of middle school: a PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. As a non-Nintendo owner, I really wanted my own Smash Brothers. So when PlayStation was making its own, uh, I was very interested in it. And so in August, or I, I guess late July of 2012, the whole roster and stage list leaked. <gasps> I'm looking like, at it now. I think five, four to five months before the game came out, uh, when only half or like two-thirds of the roster was available, which for a fighting game, you think like Smash Brothers, like – that's your currency in your marketing schedule. Like, you know, your character rollout, your stage reveals. So having, and this was all verified, like everything in the leak was true. So they had the whole, you know, next four months of their marketing campaign ripped out from under them. Um, and I remember where I was. I was on vacation and I remember reading that, oh, Big Daddy from Bioshock is going to be in PlayStation <laughs> All-Stars Big Daddy. <laughs> okay, I love that it says Big Daddy and then just a few down it says Fat Princess. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> What a couple of names. The <laughs> roster in that game, maybe not the best. Did this leak help hype for the game? Not really. Everybody wanted to see Crash Bandicoot there. Yeah. Um, but again, so I wanted to name that. You know, I that's like the most famous one in my mind. Uh, this happened through, there was a, a beta uh, going on for the game. And of course, people got into the code of the beta and found out. Um, ah. Yeah. So... Be careful about what's in your your betas that you put out there. That's not public knowledge yet. <laughs> Next and finally, the last one I want to go through is a very fun read from IGN called A Long, Long History of Assassin's Creed Leaks. Oh, boy. This is written by Brandon Tallyrell and John Ryan. Of course, there are 13 mainline AC games and several spinoffs. I will not go through every one of them, even though, yes... Most Assassin's Creed games did leak in some form or fashion before they were officially announced. But a couple examples that are worth noting. The U.S. Patent Office leaked the name Assassin's Creed in 2006. (laughs) So there's that. Uh, Assassin's Creed 3, a Best Buy internal employee newsletter leaked. We all knew Assassin's Creed 3 was going to happen, but we didn't know the protagonists, or the Revolutionary War setting. So the box art was leaked by Best Buy. Oh my gosh. One of the best Assassin's Creed games. And I'll oh yeah. Hell. It's so good. A photo of a poster for Assassin's Creed 4. Black Flag leaked um, before its reveal. Uh-huh. Yep, I remember that one. Assassin's Creed 3's spinoff, Liberation, on the PS Vita was revealed right before its uh, presentation at E3 2012 because an early issue of Game Informer got out and it had a preview of the game in there. That's a bad one. <laughs> That's a bad one. Oopsies. Uh, um, I'm looking for my favorite, which I is the say, one. Have any of them been by uh, Canadian Walmart? <laughs> I forgot about the Walmart Canada League. That's a personal favorite. <laughs> There's so many of them. There is so many of them. They've leaked many games. Hmm. I might, might be thinking of Assassin's Creed. There is a game out there, and listeners, if you know, let me know. 
there is a game that leaked because somebody was working on a presentation for it on a train. It was an unreleased game that had assets in the presentation and somebody over their shoulder on the train saw it. Um, Oh, right. Here we go. So thank you, uh, SVG.com. Assassin's Creed Unity leaked when somebody was working on a presentation for the game on a plane. It wasn't a train. It was a plane. (laughs) I had my vehicle wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I I shouldn't have. Some of these I hope were maybe informative to listeners. I hope, you know, that you all know not to work on, uh, you know, not to work on unknown information in front of people on a plane. Right. I'm like scared to open my emails and stuff when I'm on a plane and someone's sitting next to me. Yeah. All right. Caitlin, any other leaks you want to talk about? Um, did you want to do the, our little real-time strategy? Moment? I would love to. <laughs> okay. So this is a, has this segment actually ever made the light of day? I have no idea. We've done it a couple times, I think, on episodes that got scrapped. So um, It might have. In case you're new to the show, you're now listening to our, our, seg- our, our podcast within a podcast, Real Time Strategy. No, not R-E-A-L. It's R-E-E-L. Because we're talking about movies. Um, <laughs> so just, I'm leaks, like just sitting here shaking my head because it's so silly. It's so silly. It's I, I, I'll stop explaining it. Eventually, we'll just say oh. it and people might catch on. Um, but leaks don't just happen in games. They happen in movies as well. Uh, this week, Margot Robbie was uh, doing promotion for her upcoming film, Amsterdam. And she talked about the Barbie leaks uh, from on set so on the tonight show with jimmy fallon uh robbie said i can't tell you how mortified we were by the way we look like we're laughing and having fun but we were dying on the inside dying i was like this is the most humiliating moment of my life uh host jimmy fallon asked robbie if she realized the barbie photos would be dissected over the internet upon release she said no i mean i knew that we had some exteriors to shoot in la i knew okay once you're doing exteriors you're gonna get um photographed there's probably gonna be a little crowd of people who are gonna stand out because you know we stand out in these outfits so we knew there was gonna be a little bit of attention and probably some photos would get out there but none like it did it was like mad it was hundreds of people watching i Honestly, I don't understand that one. This isn't a leak. She calls it a leak and all the articles are calling it a leak. You are outside. That's <laughs> on, true. That's true. Public property. Be <laughs> photographed as Barbie and Ken. You don't think that people are going to eat that up and it's going to go wild. You're in the most neon bright clothing like imaginable. You are a beacon of, hey, look at me and take photos of me. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't understand what there is to be mortified about this. They looked right. great. It All of they the look talk great. online was all good. Yeah, it's not like people are like, oh, no, like the Barbie movie's in trouble. This no. is like, is it July 2023 yet? <laughs> I, I looked at it and I was like, can I be this for Halloween? <laughs> That's an idea. I fully support that. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm jotting that down in my couples my couples uh costume ideas. It's uh, it's a it is a good I didn't even think about couples costume. I was just thinking Barbie. But yeah, be Barbie and Ken as their little I don't know, what is it, sixties, fifties? Mm-hmm. Some go kinda of like a go go seventies like yeah, outfit. I, um I like it. This is kind of the film equivalent of working on your 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 game on a <laughs> on a plane. <laughs> In public. Yeah, you're shooting in public. Like I was mortified that people took photos of us. You are an actor acting outside in LA. 
Yeah. It is funny how, like, I feel like, I guess leaks in, in movies are as big of a deal as when they happen in games, because uh, they don't happen often, especially, like, it's, like at least, like, plot-driven stuff. Um, we see set photos all the time. Right. Um, but I guess it is the Marvel stuff. You think, like, oh, Tobey Maguire seen on set for spoilers, No Way Home. <laughs> like, you remember that whole ordeal? Did that happen? I also had that muted for a very long time. I mean, no, you and you were right, too, because, yeah, it was, like, I think Garfield, Andrew Garfield, they were able to keep secret. But Toby, it was kind of, it it, it had leaked that he had been seen on set. You, they didn't sneak him in in, like, a giant trunk. Like, <laughs> we know Disney did that for Julia um, Louise Dreyfus. I'm pretty really? sure they. I'm pretty sure they put her in a trunk. I was going to ask, I mean, it, like... You know, games, it's all digital. It's all online. You just need good security and, and, you know, people, you know, tight lips and people under NDA. Movies, they're real people moving around, bebopping and scatting around the, <laughs> on the set. Scat. <laughs> so, yeah, it is actually kind of a miracle that Marvel is able to keep as many secrets as they can in the, the massive empire that is the MCU. Okay, they snuck Julia on in a hooded cloak every day i don't know where i got the trunk from <laughs> maybe i'm thinking of taylor swift um trying to leave her new york apartment during mm. i think it was like the 1989 era she just was like if or maybe reputation i don't know but there was like pictures of her security carrying this giant trunk out of her apartment and there it was like known that taylor was inside of this thing I hope we get all celebrities into places through trunks from now on. There was another guy who, like, he, like, tried to flee the country by shipping himself as musical equipment. Now I'm just <laughs> thinking of all the people who have basically human trafficked themselves. <laughs> well, folks, we have covered an extensive history of leaks in video games. Uh, we didn't talk... Uh, one last footnote. The other big example, Half-Life 2 source code leaked a year before it released. Um uh, Ars Technica did an excellent 10-year retrospective history of it. I am not going to tell you about it. Just go read it. I, I you know, It's going to be much more enjoyable that way than me explaining it to you. But if you're interested in a leak far before the age of like YouTube, uh, go check out that. It was a fan. He just wanted to make sure Half-Life 2 was in good shape. So he hacked <laughs> Valve. Isn't that amazing? Did he uh, get a job criminal? at like some cybersecurity place after that? Um... So anyway, leaks, I, you know, they're an unfortunate reality. Uh, do your best to protect your security. Uh, go read about the GTA, you know, pay attention to the good journalism we noted and read that Ars Technica piece about Half-Life 2. And go see Barbie next July. Yeah, next July. <laughs> oh, it's so long. Caitlin, where can people find you? They can find me on Twitter and other social media that I don't use at Caitlin Redwing. And here. <laughs> you can find me everywhere at Sam Scott Mosier. You can find the show at Real Time Strats on Twitter. You can email us questions at podcast at triplepointpr.com. This has been a Triple Point production. Uh, one note, we do work with many gaming companies that may come up on the show. Visit triplepointpr.com for our full client roster. And with that, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs>